Good morning, church. Thank you. Don't worry. We'll get you all together. Good morning, church. Thank you. Welcome to Home Church. We are so excited to have you here today worshiping the Lord with us. We are going to get started with a meet and greet, so please rise up and go and meet and greet one another. Church in the gates of hell, I stand against it. Though Satan persecute my bride on every side, all is well. She is not defenseless. Well, the church began when a mighty wind came to fill that place. Crowned with tons of fire. All right, we have a very packed and ex exciting day today, so we're going to cut that off and have everybody take their seats, please. Before we get started today, we do have some announcements to make. So we will be having one combined service on New Year's Eve as well as each Sunday in January. So New Year's Eve through January, I don't know, I didn't look at the calendar. The last Sunday in January, we will all be meeting together at 10.30. So this is especially important for you people here. You will be showing up later than usual. And we're going to bring up a kid from our kids department. If we could get Zoe Painter up here, give her a round of applause as she takes the microphone. Us, we are asking, please, if you could stop by the cafe to get some ornaments. And they're only $5. <laughs> Please stop by. <laughs> Give her a round of applause. We are uh, doing a fundraiser for our kids department and our children's ministry, selling the ornaments. It's a good time of year to get them because your tree probably won't be up for too much longer unless you're me. The money's going to the play. Um, so if you want to help support our play, please help out with that. We'd really appreciate it. $5 in the cafe, you can get the ornament. And uh, Zoe, I think you're going to have my job here before too long, so no more coming up. So speaking of the Christmas play, uh, be here at home church on Christmas Eve night at 5 p.m. for the Polar Express, a ticket home. You don't want to miss it. Bring your family and your friends, um, and not just your church family and your church friends but hopefully also people who don't normally step foot in church. Uh, this is the last time we're performing it. And so anybody who is having, who has trouble getting here on Christmas Eve, please reach out to the church office. We will be having a shuttle service uh, to come get you to make sure that you can uh, join us for church, for communion, and for our play. Also, if you are in the play, we will be having practice tonight at 4 p.m. So... 
you are in the play, practice tonight at 4 p.m. If you are not in the play, Christmas Eve, 5 p.m. Those are the times you guys all need to remember. And that's all we're at for our announcement. So if uh, we're going to go into our time of giving, uh, of tithes and offerings. And I say this every week, I know, but we cannot express it enough. We are so thankful for everybody who is faithful through your tithes, through your offerings. It helps us do anything we do here. Yesterday we did a uh, homeless, or not yesterday, Friday, we did a uh, food reach out for homeless. Um, all of these things, they cost money. All of the lights cost money. Uh, and we cannot do this without the support of our congregation. So we do offer three ways you can give here. You can do it online uh, through our website. You can do it in person. We have a box at the back and front of the sanctuary. Or you can do it by mail. Uh, if I could everybody stand with me and we'll bow our heads as we really take this time to approach the throne of the King of Kings, the living God, our Savior, and our Father, we thank you so much for the opportunities that we have in our lives, for times that we have that we can give of our time, of our treasure, of our talent. We thank you for blessing us in so many ways that allow us to be here, to be listening to your word proclaimed, to be walking away with changed hearts, to be more conformed to the image of your son. We thank you most of all for the sacrifice of your son on the cross. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Can we give our choir a hand, please? Thank you. Yeah. And can we also give in this moment, I know the, the choir had something special for uh, uh, Nancy, and uh, but the church didn't do it. Can we, can we thank Nancy for all her hard work and Kristen for all her hard work, please? Amen. Amen. This morning, Advent's going to look a little different this morning. I uh, want to give God praise for what he did. Um, some of you were there uh, Friday night. What a cold night that was. But we were a lot warmer than most people that were on the street. Uh, <coughs> there throughout Sparks and Reno. But it was very interesting as we went out, the first place we stopped, we, we made a turn on 4th Street and there was uh, quite a few homeless people there. And we uh, got outside the car, we put our hazards on and uh, we set up and this lady in, I bet maybe her 60s, uh, <coughs> we were handing out food and she just came we gave her a burrito and some water and some cookies and, and I just said is there anything you need prayer for and she says you know I used to go to church and I said yeah I said where, where was that and she said it was a Nazarene church I said really I said okay and I'm thinking we haven't passed out flyers yet we haven't told anybody where we're from that's so I'm thinking, does she know we're part of the Nazarene church? Is she trying to, what's going on here? I said, so I wanted to test her. I said, what, what's Nazarene church? She said, the Sparks Nazarene. I said, really? She goes, yeah. I said, okay. I said, uh, who was your pastor? She goes, she said, uh, Fred Bates. I said, I, I've heard of him. I said, uh, she goes, oh yeah. And she's looking at the kids and She's looking at the kids, and you can see this look in her eyes of joy, memory, but regret of maybe, well, I don't know what's happened in life, but she says, I, I, I used to sing on the choir. I used to sing on the choir. She's looking at the kids. I used to be involved. And this lady, you, if you didn't, if you didn't you know, from a mile away, she looked like a normal woman, you, you, someone who hasn't lost her family, hasn't lost anything. And so we prayed for her, and I don't know what God's going to do there, but I don't think that's a coincidence. And so this morning, we want to uh, light the fourth candle, the Advent candle, this morning. And I'd like uh, my um, sister Janet to come this morning. Every month, we've been having members from the board come, and uh, can we give our board a hand this morning? Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, before we light this candle here, uh, before we light that fourth Advent candle, the, the uh, final purple candle right in front of you, uh, Miss Lathrop, it marks the last week of Advent as we anticipate the birth of our Savior. I said, as we anticipate the birth of our Savior, 
The final candle, also known as the angel's candle, signifies peace. It reminds us of the angel's message. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. You know, that's what I saw Friday night. As people came to church early to prepare the food, people go deliver the food. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Can you light the candle, sister? Thank you so much. Sometimes we got to do life together, right, church? Yeah, let's see. We'll do it together. Barely. But it's okay. We're good. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Um, Worship team, can you come down right now, please? Worship team, amen. You may be seated in this moment, church. Be seated. We're going to sing a song this morning. And when we sing this song, I want us to uh, maybe close our eyes to reminisce and think of this night. Sister, feel free to, and again, to the worship team, remember this is not a performance. Whether there was anybody here or not, we're singing to the Savior, to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Remember this night, Jane, as you're singing this, remember, remember this moment within yourself. Obviously, you weren't there, but picture yourself here. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Chief Mary, gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh, 
we're going to sing the chorus again, but church, can you hear the, the lyrics, tidings of comfort and joy? Rest, let nothing you dismay. Remember, Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that out one more time. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. this morning. Stand to your feet this morning, church. Said the night wind to the little lamb. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little lamb. Do you see what I see? A star, a star, dancing in the night with a tail as big as a kite, with a tail as big as a kite. Sit the little lamb to the shepherd boy. Shepherd boy, do you hear what I hear? A song, a song. the shepherd boy to the mighty king do you know what I know in your palace warm mighty king do you know what I know a child a child shivers in the Listen to what I say. A child, 
Frankincense and myrrh. Amen. We come to the house of God. We lay our offering here at the feet of Jesus. But at the end of the day, Christ just wants your heart. That's the greatest gift you can give him is your heart. So this morning, may we come and bring our gift before him this morning. Can we do that, church? Let's open these altars as our sisters lead this morning. Amen. Come to the altar and get a hold of Jesus this morning. Amen.
Stand to our feet, church. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Stand to your feet this morning with us as we worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords this morning. Jesus for my family.
incredible. A few weeks ago, someone, I forgot to give God praise. Someone said, Pastor, when you said if you have a need, lift your hand. And I lifted my hands and my needs were met. And they said, normally I don't do that. But I stepped out in faith and I said, Lord, I need you. Not only did they do that, they came to the altar and God met their need. And I, I maybe, no, I'm not going to. I didn't ask for permission. If you have a need this morning, if you have a need, raise your hands to the heavens this morning. You have a need. There's someone on your heart. There's something in your life that needs to be changed. Something's going on. You need deliverance from something. Maybe someone you know needs deliverance. Someone you know needs to come home. Can someone say amen? amen. Someone needs to come back home. Someone needs to come back to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we need you this morning. Father, in Jesus' name, our church family needs you. The Sunday before Christmas, Lord, we are here to proclaim your name. We are here to thank you. We're here to worship you. But Father, we're here also to let you know we need you. We need you. We can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. With our own wisdom and our own strength, there are things in our life that sometimes, Lord, you're the one and you're the only one that can do it. So, Father, this morning, meet every need, every heart in this place. Father, speak through me as I preach your word, as I preach your word uncut, I should say, in Jesus' name. The simple word of God, I pray, may it, may it touch hearts in this place. May it touch lives. May it go forth with power and dominion. And we bind Satan on every side. We cast him out in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus, by your grace and mercy, over our church, over the families in our church, and all those who are sick in body, those who couldn't make it today, Lord, you know who they are. You know who they are, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, you're touching people right now. I just got a text, folks, and I cannot, I cannot speak on this right now, but can we just give God praise for what he's doing right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I know, I know for us it's just, a, it's just a situation, but for somebody, it's a miracle this morning. God just touched someone right now in Jesus' name. Can we give God praise? Amen. Father, you are working wonders and miracles. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for what you're going to do in this place with us here this morning and those who are with us in spirit. The blood of Jesus, I pray, over this message. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's children said, amen. 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 You may be seated, church. Thank you. Thank you, worship team. You may be seated. Thank you so very much. Amen. Yes, thank you. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I am, um, I'm so blessed to, and I asked this dear lady, she's, uh, if she can't make it today, if she can't, She'll make it um, next Sunday. But before we do this and before I go here, we have a, we have a special song for you this morning uh, from a very special person, special uh, uh, person uh, that I know. And um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm overjoyed this morning. And uh, to know she, this is not her, this is not her, uh, she, could be, she could be in the background all the time and be totally okay with this. Uh, but this is something that God laid on my heart, and I asked her, and this morning she, she said, well, actually, a few weeks ago, she said she would do it, 
and uh, never thought the day would come, but here we are. So could we have Miss Little Arabella come to the stage, please? This morning she is going to play the uh, little drummer boy for us this morning. Yeah. Kristen better watch out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I want to um, share with you something real quick. If I could find it. It's a beautiful thing. So late, it was late at late, very late at night after the outreach. Let's see if this is working. There we go. There we go. Hello, my name is Angela Soto. Um, I know this um, may not be a regular request, but um, um, I met y'all tonight um, over here at the Cares campus. You prayed with me and um, gave me some food. I was hoping that um, I could attend the 1030 service. The problem is that I don't get my first payday until next Friday, and I have no bus money whatsoever, and it's a little far for me to walk. Um, if you could call me, I was hoping I could get a ride from somebody. My number is 775. She wants a ride to church. Amen. I don't know if you could hear, but this lady that we spoke to, that we prayed for, called the church late at night and said, I would like a ride to church. 1030. That is what you call the power of God, not just giving food for one time, but laying seeds for people to have an experience with Christ forever. Amen. Silver and gold we may not have, but what we do have can change your life forever. Amen. 
Amen? Amen. So believe God and pray for this lady, Angela, and um, I'm hoping to see what's, what God's going to do there in her and in the lady who used to come here with Fred Bates. Again, I don't know what God's going to do there, but um, can we give God praise for what he did? And Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 2. Um, Carlos, if you can do me a favor, can you find, see if my readers are up here? Please, thank you. Appreciate it. I want to speak on something today that's never really spoken about when it comes to Christmas. You know, you have to, you have to understand, I, I grew up in the church, and I've read the Bible quite a few times from front to back. Um, I was never lucky to be in kids quizzing or anything like that, but just reading the Bible from cover to cover, uh, so many times it kind of, you know, uh, you kind of read things and you'll read something and then you'll really look at something and you'll say, wait a second here, what's going on? So I want to look at something a little different this morning. Who's ready to dive into the word with me this morning? <laughs> Amen. Let's, let's go there. Matthew chapter 2, verse 16. It reads, then Herod, when he saw that he was deceived by the wise men, was exceedingly angry. And he sent forth and put to death all the male children who were in Bethlehem and all its districts from two years old and under, according to the time which he had determined from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, A voice was heard in Ramah lamentation, weeping and great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because there are no more. So right in the middle, right in the middle of the Christmas story, there's this. You read Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 2. You could read those on your own time. There's the, there's the, uh, the, the glorious star, the shepherds, uh, baby Jesus. There's the magi. Um, it's beautiful, it's, it's wonderful, but right in the middle of all of this, this kind of seems out of place. Why is this here? Why is this story found here? Um, it's, it's found a few other times, uh, but it's in the Christmas story the last time. So to understand this voice I heard in Rama, lamentation, weeping, Morning, Rachel, weeping. What? Where, what's this have to do with Christmas? And so to check on this and to see where it originated from, I wanted to see what was going on here. Genesis chapter 35. Uh, it's in Genesis. Um, you can read that another day. But I hope this story I hope you adhere, and if you're watching online, I hope you're adhering to the word of God this morning, because this is not only about you, it's about your family. Uh, Genesis 35 is a story about Rachel. She was barren. She was married to Jacob. Somebody say Jacob. Jacob, Jacob uh, later who became Israel. Okay, amen. Uh, she was barren. She could not have kids. She wasn't able to have children, but God supernaturally gave her children. I mean, oh, God can do anything. 
and uh, she's, she's pregnant with her second baby, and her husband decides to take a vacation or a trip, and he goes to, uh, they head to Jerusalem. She's nine months pregnant. She's about to burst. Women, how, how, I don't, I've never, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, but nine months pregnant, and she wasn't riding an SUV. She was on a donkey. So I don't know what that's like, but it wasn't all roses, and she's there, she's there, and she's, she's riding this donkey, and they're on their way to Bethlehem, but something tragically happens. She goes into labor on the side of the road, and they're at a place called Rama. Somebody say Rama. Rama. Rama is about five miles away from the city of Jerusalem. And she dies on the side of the road. You can picture her husband Jacob crying. You can picture little Joseph. Joseph who has dreams and a little boy who was going to wear a coat of many. Someday, he's a little toddler. He's there. He's looking at his mother. There's weeping. There's crying. And she has her little baby. And there's Jacob who would later become Israel. And she's dying on the side of the road. And in this moment, I'm sure they had to pry her hands off the baby. She's there, she's crying, she's weeping, and she's dying, and they have to take the baby from her. It's a place of separation. It's a place of tears. It, it's not the kind of place we should be at during Christmas time. It's not the kind of place we should be talking about during Christmas time. And I'm looking at this scripture and I'm thinking, where's the lights? Where's the turkey? Where's the dressing? Where's the Christmas movies? But here, it's in the middle of the Christmas story. On the side of the road in a town called Rama. People to this day from what I read, bring their families to this place. It's a place to remember. It's a, it's a monument. It's a very popular place. It was a place where two children, Benjamin, and who was the other son? Thank you, Joseph. And who was the father? Jacob. A place where they were separated from their mother, from their wife. on the road to Bethlehem, five miles away from Jerusalem at a place called Rama. Now you fast forward. We're going to fast forward now. This is, this is a short sermon, by the way. We're going to get there real quick, so don't lose me. You fast forward, 586 B.C., Nebuchadnezzar invades the nation of Israel, and he specifically attacks None other, no coincidence, the city of Jerusalem. And Nebuchadnezzar tells his elite, he says, I want you to go in there and I want you to kidnap 10,000 young kids. I want you to kidnap 10,000 of the Jewish people's children. 
He says, I want them for my own. And not only that, he comes in and he attacks, he kills, kind of like the, the attack that we saw when Hamas came in, but multiply that by thousands. He came in and murdered and burned everything down and kidnapped 10,000 kids and said, I want the best of the best. I want the talented. I want the athletes. I want the good looking. I want the best. I want the top of the class. Take them from me. They're going to build my kingdom. They're not going to build their God's kingdom. They're going to build my kingdom. I want them. And he rips them from the hands of mothers and fathers, grandparents. And you won't believe where his holding place was. Kind of like the concentration camps when they would put the people in there and there was a place of holding before they take them off. He set up his pen right in a place called Ramah, five miles away from Jerusalem. It's like the true nightmare before Christmas. And there as parents would maybe come behind the bob-wired fence to say their goodbye. You can hear the cries of mother. You can picture fathers crying for their daughters and mothers crying for their sons and, and, and vice versa. And they're there being taken, being stripped from their families and taken away by these soldiers. And in this moment, it's like you can hear the ghost of Rachel, the cry, the spirit of Rachel weeping in this moment. A voice was heard, and you go to Jeremiah chapter 31 when this was happening, verse 15. I want to get that scripture on the screen. It says, thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, limitation and bitter weeping, Rachel weeping for her children. A prophecy, this prophecy is written to what's taking place, Nebuchadnezzar's time. And he says, what I see and what I sense in the spirit, even though Rachel's been dead for hundreds of years, the spirit of Rachel comes up in a new generation where people of faith are being stolen, are being taken. I can hear the cry of Rachel right here, losing their sons and daughters. Families are being torn apart. Parents and children are weeping. They're chained. They can't break free from this. And they're watching them being taken away to never see them again. To use them for their talents, for their beauty, their abilities, their gifts, to build Babylon, to build Babylon, being taken captive. This paints a picture for me of people we love who have invisible chains. People we love who have invisible chains of addiction, 
Maybe chains of alcoholism, chains of mental health, chains of division, chains of divorce and remarriage and, and drama in the family. Heart is broken and Rachel is weeping. Children, there are no more. I believe the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar is in the world today. I believe this is the true nightmare before Christmas. I believe Satan is targeting church kids. I believe the Spirit says, I want to go into every church just like home church, just like Sparks Nazarene, and I want to take every young kid. I want to take their children, and I want to take their children's children. I want 10,000 of them. Remember, this story is right in the middle of Christmas, right in the middle of your Christmas drama, right in the middle of someone who should be with you here at church this morning, but they're not, right in the middle of you having to beg someone to come to church with you this morning. I don't know the situation. All I know is the enemy wants your future. All I know this morning is the enemy wants our descendants. He wants to kidnap spiritually from Christian homes, demonic strongholds. Satan wants to destroy our future, your future. And so now we come to the last time, the first time, the first time this happened when she was crying, there was separation between her, her two kids, her husband. The second time you heard a voice, it was like the ghost of Rachel, the spirit of Rachel. You could hear a voice. Years later, you could hear her. There was 10,000 kids being kidnapped. And now the last time we hear it right here when the wise men are searching for baby Jesus. The wise men are looking for baby Jesus. And they're searching for a king. They're looking for a child that has potential. They're looking for a child that has great purpose. They're looking for a child who's been marked to be a king. Wait, hold on. Not just a king. The king of kings and the Lord of lords. And as they go to this earthly king named Herod, as this King Herod, he's so jealous, history says that he, he killed his own kids because he was so protective of his throne. He slaughtered his own children, history tells us, because he, didn't, he was so jealous, he didn't want anybody to take his throne. And he hears about a little baby named Jesus who people want to go see. And the wise men have gifts of frankincense, myrrh, and gold for baby Jesus and they're searching and they're looking and he says, Herod says I want to I kill all the babies I want to kill them all all the children two and under 
I want, I want to take them out while they're young. Just like Satan does. Let's, let's hurt them. Let's get them stuck. Let's put them on drugs while they're young. Let's confuse them. Let's get them into idol worship. Let's get them thinking about false gods and false teachings. Let's get them into witchcraft and sorcery. Let's get them into thinking they don't need God. Heck, let's take it a step further. Let's get them thinking there is no God. Let's take them. Let's strip them while they're young. Let's take them when they're out of church. And let's kidnap them. Let's slaughter them, the babies, the little ones, while they're young. Imagine the horror, the, the, the cries over the city when Herod made his decree and all the babies slaughtered. The horror, the heartache, the pain. And you can hear Rachel's voice rises from this road as families are crying because hundreds of babies, maybe thousands, are being taken, slaughtered. But the story did not end like the Old Testament right there in Rama, which shows me Rama is not a dead end. There may be pain in the night, but what's the song say? Joy comes in the morning. Pain and bitterness, unforgiveness is not the end of the road. Whatever your situation is, you might think it's a dead end, but it's not a dead end. Let me tell you what the rest of Jeremiah says. We're going to start off in the Old Testament, but I believe where this prophecy flips is when it moves from the Old Testament to the new, the story of Christmas as it's put in to Matthew. Thus says the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, limitation and bitter weeping. Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted for her children because they are no more. But then here's the flip, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears for your work shall be rewarded. Stop right there. I want to read verse 16 again, everybody together. In chorus, one, two, three. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded. We're going to read that one more time because there's some people that's not with me right now, and that's okay. I hope you're with me in spirit. We're going to read that one more time. Verse 16, 1, 2, 3. Thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be, it shall be what? rewarded the devil will tell you bringing your kids to church is not working bringing your family to church is not working it's what you're just wasting your time play putting your hands on their pillow and praying for them as they go to bed at night it's not working why are you even trying but you can go to the devil and remind him of what the verse continues to say right here it says says the lord and they shall come back from the land of the enemy your children, the people, the enemy that he has taken. It says right here, thus says the Lord, they shall come back from the land of the enemy. Verse 17, there is hope in your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. Can I be the first one to say, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
If that's not a gift, I don't know what is. To have someone's child, to see them in heaven one day. Maybe you've had a child that's gone before you to see them in heaven and one day to know that God so loved the world. He gave his only son and he will do whatever he can to cause them to be with him. Children who have left this place, who would think would never see again in church, God's calling their name right now. He says right here, they shall come back to their border, their own border. I want to go to verse 19 in Matthew. Let's turn there real quick. I hope we have that. Verse 19. It says right here, we're going to go to Matthew. Now when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought, for those who sought the young child's life are dead. Verse 21, then he arose, took the young child and his mother, and came to the land of Israel. Verse 23, and he came and dwelt in the city called Nazareth. Can somebody say amen? amen? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. Amen. Maybe this morning, maybe you're, in, maybe you're in Rama, you're in a place of weeping. Maybe this morning we see the smiles and the hugs, and, but maybe this morning behind it all, maybe if you're honest with yourself, you're in a place called Rama. You're in a place of hurt. You're in a place of discouragement. You're in a place that you feel like giving up. You feel like quitting. You feel like leaving. You're confused. You're lost. You're searching. You're crying out. You're in pain. You're, you're mourning. But I'm here to remind you there's a place right down the road. We might not be there yet, but there's a place right down the road called Bethlehem where a miracle is about to be born. Amen. And this time, it's no coincidence, we didn't hear this prophecy again because this time the story is a little different. This where a miracle was born, where the enemy tried to kill this miracle, just like he's trying to kill the miracle God gave you. But this miracle is alive. Not only was this miracle born, this miracle hung on a cross. And when the devil thought this miracle was no longer, this miracle did what only a Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost filled miracle can do. This miracle rose up out of the grave. And this miracle, this miracle is available to anyone, any tribe, every nation, every color. This miracle is available to anyone this Christmas to come and be a part that they may receive the miracle. May I say, I hope I, hope I see you at the Christmas play. Thank you, sister. And if, if not, if, no worries, but if I don't see you again, well, night, well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. The devil, he's, he's, he's quick. That's why you got to be careful who your kids hang with. Even people in the church, you got to be careful who your kids talk to. Can somebody say amen? amen. I, trust me, I've seen it, man. 
I've, I've been raised in the church. I've been, I've, seen, I've been a lot of places. I've been in a lot of churches. You got to be careful because the devil, he, he prowls like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And you got to be very careful. Everybody's worried about the, the people outside there. You got to be worried with people, sheep, wolves in sheep clothing. The devil wants your future. He wants your kids. Pray for your kids. And it is working. What did the angel tell, uh, what did the angel tell Mary said, how can this be? How can this happen? How can I have a baby? I don't know a man. He said the, depending on what, what translation you're reading, he says the Holy Ghost will come upon you. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. You might be asking yourself, how can this be? How can I get out of this situation? How can I break free from this cancer? You tell the devil, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. That's how. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Amen? This morning, church, we're going to close with a couple songs. And I want to do something a little different this morning. We've never done this before, but I just felt a leading on Wednesday. We're going to light a candle. And I'm going to go out in the sanctuary. I'm going to touch someone. And when, I, and when I touch them, I, I would like them to come and to light the, other, the second candle. And we'll have somebody come on this side. And so we'll have two different uh, candles being lit at the same time. So you just go out and what this signifies is as I touch someone, the love of God and the spirit of God within me, touching them, they come and light the candle. How many know we are called to be light of the world? Amen. We as a church family are in this together, and so I want us to light these together as we sing this song. As I have my sister come, uh, worship singers, you can be seated, you can remain seated. But we're going to light these candles together, and then we're going to sing in chorus, and we're going to worship him, because this miracle Satan tried to kill but he did not succeed. Amen. This miracle died on the cross. And this miracle rose again. And this miracle is here this morning for you and for me. Amen. May you remember the true meaning of Christmas. The question is, and yes, I'm stealing this from the flame, Mateo, so bear with me. Will you believe? Will you believe? After you light a candle, you can, you know, I would even ask too, maybe if you're with your family, you come down as a family and you guys hold each other. You guys hold each other. You, you ever see the movie Kung Fu Panda? 
all the little little pandas are touching each other. There's like a, there's a reason for that. You know, there's, there's power when we're together. And when we all got the spirit of God within us, there's power. And so maybe you got your children with you. Maybe you hold their hands and they, they might not be one the one holding the candle, but they're holding you. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. And so after you light a candle, you just, you can walk anywhere and just place your hand on somebody. And may they receive a miracle this morning. Amen? Amen. Worship team, if you could come up, and we're going to sing out that song, Oh Holy Night. The stars are brightly shining. After you light a candle, feel free to go out and just touch someone, and may they come and light a candle as well.
life is too short to let things get to you. At the end of the day, we all need Jesus. At the end of the day, there's going to come a day when it's just you and God, and you're facing him, and he'll be facing you, and you'll have to give an account. That's a, that's a, that could be a real scary day or a, a good day. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not right with Jesus. He's not living in my heart. I don't care what time it is. We got time for this. He's not living in my heart. I'm not right with Jesus. All heads bow, all eyes closed this moment. Bow your heads with me and close your eyes. You're not right with Jesus in this place. God's not living in your heart. You say, I want to. I want to receive Christ this morning. You lift, just lift your hand right now, wherever you are. Lift your hand. May God, God sees that hand. Anyone else? Honest heart. Anyone else? God sees that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Hallelujah. We're going to pray in just a moment right now. Let's all stand to our feet. And we're going to ask the, the Savior into our life this morning. I mean, you know, Christmas is more than just a birthday party. Huh? So many people celebrating this day, but yet the person they're celebrating is not even invited. But here we're going to invite them into our hearts this morning. Amen. Bow your heads with me. Repeat with me the same prayer that we prayed with those on 4th Street those on 4th Street who that night I know were delivered by the power of God, were touched by the Holy Spirit. Repeat with me. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I repent. Father, I have backslidden. I have left you. But Father, I come back to you. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my life. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Church, do me a favor. Let's help the kids. Amen. Let's help the kids. Let's, uh, I know they, uh, they got plenty of, not only if you don't like ornaments or if you don't have a tree in your house, no worries. We have plenty of tea and coffee. The kids would love to, we, they need our help this morning, so please help them out. But just remember the, the real reason for the season, and that is Jesus. And kids, listen to me. Kids and teenagers, if you wake up in the morning and you didn't get a gift, you didn't get the present you wanted, I pray to God you say, Mom and Dad, thank you that you would bring me to church. Thank you. Thank you that you take me to church. Thank you that you're trying, that we're trying to live right for Jesus. I don't need all the presents. I don't need the tree. I just need my mommy. I just want my daddy. I just want us to go to church. I just want us to live for God. Can we do that? Amen. No, brother, I appreciate your amen, but I'm talking to the kids right now. Kids, can we do that? Uh, I didn't hear the kids in the back. I said, kids, can we do that? Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. Let's dismiss this morning. Brother Ted right here. Awesome man of God, won't you come down and bless us as we, as we dismiss this, this Sunday, amen. Bow your heads with us, church, as we dismiss. Dear Lord, thank you for this season. 
thank you for Jesus, the reason for this season. Help us to all come to you as we need to. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Be blessed. See you all Christmas Eve. All right.